What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Why, hello, live and on tape from beautiful Cranberry Road in lovely Galax, Virginia. I don't know how lovely it is. Oh, come on now. You're in God's country now, man. Show some respect. This is God's country? This is God's country, dude. It totally is. Yeah, I I should tell everybody what they're listening to. Hey, it's finally Friday. (coughs) Wow, I choked You're listening to the Brian Hanks show. There you go. It is finally Friday, (laughs) May the 19th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 863 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, uh, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Did I say Cranberry Road in Galax, Virginia, Paul Whittington? Cranberry Lo- Road, <laughs> Galax, Virginia. There you go. And I've got uh, Mike and Linda Whittington's number one son with me. We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> She's going to hate that, by the way. I can't wait to get that text message because I'm going to I'm definitely, I'd say it's coming in in three, two, one. Okay. Linda, now. get over it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, joining me. You hear him right now on the show in our plush, well-lit hotel room here in God's country is, uh, yep. Oh, she said uh, we're not on the air. That's never good. No. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's showing that we are not going out right now. Ah, let's try this again here. It says we're connected. This is fun. This is fun. Uh, let, let's talk for a minute here, and I'll try to get us back up here on the air here. Uh, 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 well, anyway, we're up yeah. here for the uh, yeah. the NASCAR Cup Series All-Star Race at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. You know, the last time we did... All-star race, or last time we did any racing at North Wilkesboro was back in 1996. And I believe at the time of that race, I was still five years old, Brian. Five years old. Fast forward here now, what, 30 years later, and we're finally going racing. And it all started with Dell Earnhardt Jr. and a weed eater to bring this thing back. And we'll talk about the timeline a little bit later on, everything that happened to get us back to this point. But, yeah, it, it all started with a weed eater back in 2019, right before the onset of the pandemic. Uh, they wanted to scan the track for iRacing, and now we're we're going real racing. And we did get to see a little iRacing uh, from uh, from North Wilkesboro back during the pandemic, which was, was a cool kind of thing. I think Jeff Gordon raced in, in that race. Uh, in, in when they did the the e racing the i racing stuff on Fox during during the COVID pause, but uh, here we are, some thirty years later, and we are going NASCAR Cup Series racing from North Wilkesboro. A lot of the right dominoes fell in place at the right time, and they were able to resurrect a once abandoned sports venue and bring it back. I think the first time that's ever happened in 
the history of sports, Brian. You are right, man. What a you cover very, very well there. I really do appreciate it. That's but right. uh, yeah, evidently we're having some uh, technical issues right now. Of course, if you're listening to this on the three o'clock broadcast, uh, you're hearing everything fine, which is the way it's supposed to be. But we are uh, trying to figure out what is going on here. Uh, oh shoot. I know what it is. <laughs> it is operator error here, uh, Paul Whittington. There's this little plug right here. Rut row. Yep, that should be plugged in there. Let's see how we sound now. By God, we're on the air. We're on the air. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brian Hank Show. <laughs> chuka chuka, indeed, dude. Uh, yes. Uh, hold on. Uh, How are we sounding out there? Well, for everybody who missed all the parts that we said while we were not on the air, Brian and I are up in Galax, Virginia, heading to the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro. First time that the NASCAR, or any NASCAR series really, uh, the NASCAR Cup Series has raced at this racetrack since 1996. First time the NASCAR Cup Series has been to North Wilkesboro since 1996, and it all started with Dell Earnhardt Jr. and a weed eater, Brian Hanks, back in November of 2019. And, and just listen, I've, I was never a fan of his father, okay? I mean, I respected him. It was one of the, it's like the thing we've talked about, it's the, Le, the LeBron and Tom Brady situation, you know? I mean, I wasn't a fan, but I but I appreciated him. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate what he meant to the sport, and I, I still think he's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, NASCAR drivers. I mean, Dale Earnhardt was. But his son, you know, I, I liked him. I mean, he was always, he seemed, you know, to be a, a pretty good dude and all that. And But I'll tell you this, dude, I love the man now, man. Yeah. I mean, for what he has done for North Wilkesboro, what he's done for NASCAR in general, mm-hmm. I, this is going to sound strange saying, I know he was, what, how many times uh, NASCAR's most popular driver? what a dozen times oh, yeah. or whatever it yeah. was i mean it was crazy i see now uh <laughs> i see now what he means to this sport he really does appreciate uh the history of the sport and it's been evidenced by everything that he's done in uh in north wilkesboro yeah. to get it back i think it i think it goes without saying well not that it goes without saying it needs to be said dude we're not up here we're not going to a na- uh, True bona fide NASCAR race. Yes, it's an all-star game. It's a non-points race, but still, mm-hmm. it's the outside of the Daytona 500 and the final race of the season for uh, the championship. This is the biggest race of the year in NASCAR, or am I blowing it out of proportion? No, I, I think you're right. I I think this is the biggest race of the year for for a lot of reasons. If you're if you're NASCAR, it's um it's the chance. To be the first, like NASCAR was the first to come back to to come back from COVID, the first major American sport to come back from from the COVID pause. Now they're the first major sport in the world to resurrect an old venue, bring it back from its abandoned ruins back to a a venue that can actually perform and host professional sports again. That's never happened, and to get through this weekend successfully, like. That's big for NASCAR. It's big for North Wilkesboro. It's big for Wilkes County. It's big for all the partners that pitched in. Uh, it's big for the state of North Carolina. And if they pull this thing off, I don't think we're done with this racetrack. I think we're going to continue to come back at least for the foreseeable future. Well, I love you keep using that. Uh, and English is failing me right now, but you keep using the word if. That's a we're we're still we're not a. You know, you were telling me yesterday as we were driving up here, uh, the worms in the track so to speak, yeah, right. and uh, the track coming apart a little bit. And 
I think there is some concern about that this yeah. week. Uh, there really is that, you know, that the governor's here. All, I know I saw pictures of him uh, at the racetrack yesterday, and I'm assuming he's going to be here all weekend. And, and regardless of your political affiliation, and we do not talk politics on this show at all, you got to appreciate what Roy, Coop, what Roy Cooper has also done for uh for nascar i wonder if he stayed up all last night through uh i bet you four overtimes oh we're gonna get to that here in a moment but uh we've got so much to talk about and it uh in the first hour here it's just me and uh paul whittington he is our carolina hurricanes he's our nascar and he's our biscuit and gravy expert (laughs) (laughs) thank you but let's actually go back to to Governor Cooper for a second. Okay, okay. I, I, we've you know well, we've talked Paul about it's Paul Whittington. I should we, say yeah. we we've talked about uh, two two names. We talked about Dale Jr. and and uh, and Governor Roy Cooper. There's a third name in all this. There's there's really three people that that made this event really happen. That really got this back on the schedule. That was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, and the advocate that he is for the sport for North Wilkesboro. Him going out there with a weed eater was the first domino to fall in this long chain of events. Governor Roy Cooper, uh, you know, received the the federal grant money and diverted that to North Wilkesboro Speedway. Del Earnhardt Jr. was was on the floor of the General Assembly sometime back in, I think it was 2021. Uh, he met with the governor. That, to me, Brian, was the moment where I said, okay, we're, we're going back to North Wilkesboro. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Uh, I didn't think it would be the Cup Series first. I thought it would just be the Truck Series for a couple of years while we figure it out, but but here we are. It's going to be the Truck Series and the Cup Series uh, this weekend. But there's a third name in all of that that with without this person, none of this is possible, and it's uh, Marcus Smith, uh, the the president and CEO of Speedway Motorsports Incorporated, Bruton Smith's son, uh, right? Bruton Smith's son, yeah. and and without Marcus Smith, none of this. None of this happens. Absolutely none of this happens. North Wilkesboro is an SMI property. They bought it up uh, a few years ago, um, really before Dell Earnhardt even went out there with the weed eater. Uh, it was it was already an SMI property. And I, and I know when they bought it, there were a lot of eyebrows raised. Uh, is, is this coming back? Is it coming back? And it was a, it was a no then, and uh, they didn't know what they were going to do with the racetrack. But you fast forward uh, into 2021. It was either late 2020, early 2021. Marcus Smith is on the Dell Earnhardt Jr. download, and he's just talking about NASCAR. He's talking about SMI and, and all this kind of stuff. North Wilkesboro never came up once. And then it was, all right, Marcus, we – Thanks for coming, man. Glad glad you could make it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, glad glad to be here. And before I leave, uh, I just want you to know, Dale, I uh, haven't forgot about North Wilkesboro. And it was just this, like, mic drop moment. And Dale's like, oh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? And, and Marty's like, nah, another, another time. More to, more to follow. Um, and that's... That was another uh, big domino in in the in the chain of events, and one that I, I don't want to say got a lot of scrutiny, but a lot of eyebrows were raised mm-hmm. when when he said, "I haven't forgot about North Wilkesboro," and then wouldn't say what that meant, but uh, it meant all star racing there in in 2023. Well, I'm telling you, dude, uh, I am uh, I am uh, excited, man. I, I can't even begin to tell you. I was at that final race in 1996 that your your boy Jeff Gordon won uh, in the in the fall of. Uh, of uh 1996 and and i'm not going to belabor the point but because folks have heard it enough here on the show but you know i i am a wilkes county native i am uh, somebody who uh just uh, they grew up with a with a nascar pacifier in my mouth dude i mean my <laughs> my father was a big uh, nascar fan uh big bill elliott big ford fan i mean i get it honestly okay 
And, uh, dude, I don't know. I'm just – I can't even put into words. You know, I mean, I've been a Celtics fan my whole life. I've mm-hmm. been a Virginia fan, as people know, my whole life. But, dude, there's just something special about North Wilkesboro and that being my home and uh, – or being a Wilkes County native. I'm not from North Wilkesboro. But uh, for the race to be coming back here and just everything that's happened – uh, you and I were here for the whole weekend. You yep. might see, uh, you might see a tear or two in my eyes at some point. <laughs> if, too. if you I cry this weekend, soon. if you cry this weekend, you're going to have to take me out of the rotation, Brian, because <laughs> I'm never letting that go. I under- and I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, I've already asked you, do you, uh, what I'm going to wear my, uh, I'm going to wear some questionable gear this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to drink Bud Light at the track all weekend. I'm probably going to get you in trouble with all that in the first place. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a Bud Light drinker. I I yeah. drink I drink its um, distant second cousin beer, uh, Bush Light. That's uh, that's my go to. But uh, yeah, I would. Um, I I think if you drink Bud Light right now at at a NASCAR race, you're you're gonna get heckled. Um, I, I think, and well, I know, we'll tell everybody because we're doing the show live yeah. from uh, Garner from uh, oh, right from Whittington Estates on yeah. uh, Monday morning. So we'll give everybody an update of uh, what happens when Brian Hanks drinks a Bud Light at I think, North I, th- I think you just have to have like a Kyle Larson hat on or something like that, and then it's a it's a moment like, hey, you can't. Dr- Oh. oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know if I should like you or be mad at you. Well, I'm going to have a Joey Logano hat on. Yeah, so now you're just. <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, that's Paul Whittington. I'm Brian Hanks. Uh, we are going to be carrying you through this first hour. we got so much to talk about. We're 15 minutes in. We haven't even talked about uh, the hurricane, <laughs> Jeff. We're going get to get get to that in a moment. Hey, how about this for a treat for you? And I know it's a treat for you, Paul yeah. Whittington. Joining us at the top of the second hour is absolutely one of our favorite guests in the world. He's an anchor. For Motor Racing Network, he's a Wayne County native. Uh, he's going to be broadcasting this weekend's festivities in North Wilkesboro. It's Alex Hayden. We're going to have him on for the first uh, 20 minutes of the second hour, and we're pretty excited about that. Keith Spence uh, uh, jumps in, and he says, uh, let me see, uh, I bet you can't even buy a Bud Light at the race. You probably can't. You probably can't. Really? Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. The last, uh, the last time I was in Charlotte, I think a lot of it was uh, – um, Miller Light, Coors Light, um, the the kind of the Miller Coors beers there yeah. because I mean everybody's got their beverage contracts, but mm. um, I'm sure you'll be able to buy Bush Light because Bush is just a, such a big partner of NASCAR. They're one of the four premier partners: Coca Cola, Geico, Xfinity, and and Bush Light. And then uh, of course they're a big sponsor of the number four Stuart Haas entry with with Kevin Harvick. Oh, there you go. So uh, you have been gently trying to push me away from uh, picking up a 12-pack of uh, Bud Light to take to the track. I'm just not going to drive you to the store. It's that simple. (laughs) Well, you are in your vehicle, that's for (laughs) sure. So, But anyway, Alex Hayden, I know you're excited about having him joining us here in the second hour. Absolutely. I've been, since the inception of this show, Mm-hmm. I have been saying, Brian, you got to get Alex yep. Hayden on. Brian, you got to get Alex Hayden on. And when you do, you got to call me. Yeah. And then the first I, time I've you had him on, the first time you had him on, you didn't say a word. Yeah. You didn't say, "Hey, Paul, I'm having Alex on." <laughs> um, nothing. I you uploaded the show, and when I when it came across Twitter, I saw Alex's face. I was like, "Wait, what? 
<laughs> but uh, and then wait a minute, how'd you sound again? Wait, what? what, what? <laughs> and then you invited me the last time he was on, but uh, but I had a work commitment, couldn't step away, and and I hated that. But uh, so happy to talk to him this morning. Uh, a great ambassador for Eastern North Carolina, a great ambassador for the sport of NASCAR, and uh, can't wait to pick his brain and see what he thinks about NASCAR coming back to North Wilkesboro and, and kind of get his take on how the first half of the regular season's gone. What's crazy is, uh, you know, he'll say it every once in a while. I think he's in his 26th year now mm-hmm. of broadcasting NASCAR, a year after North Wilkesboro <laughs> left. So, I mean, I, but I mean, I know he was a NASCAR fan before that, yeah. though. I just, but I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he has to say about it. And, uh, man, uh, so there you go. You got me and Paul this whole hour. The next hour, we've got Alex Hayden. And uh, we have got a lot of stuff to talk about here over the next little bit. And let's start with uh, if you uh, if you made it, if you watched all four if you watched regulation and all four overtimes of then you're probably not awake to, yeah, to there hear you this. Go. Yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> then raise your hand because uh, the two people in this uh, well lit plush well lit hotel room in Galax, Virginia, neither one of us made it to uh, that made it the whole way. Now I no. woke up. Now, I think I went to sleep before the second overtime started, and then I uh, I woke up midway through the fourth overtime, which it was about one forty in the morning at that point mm-hmm. or whatever, one forty this morning. And uh, I did get to watch the end of it. But I had already reconciled within myself, Paul, that if this thing goes to a fifth overtime, I'm probably going to doze back off again. But unfortunately, with what, just mere seconds left to go yeah. in the uh, fourth overtime, uh, the Florida Panthers score, they make it three to two. Uh, and uh, game one of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals goes to the eighth-seeded Florida Panthers. Man, this team, you said this last week, too, I, I believe. I remember us talking a little bit. This is not your average eighth seed, is it? No. No, absolutely not. The Florida Panthers are going to be a tough out. Uh, they're they're a very good team. They're they're a well-coached team, and uh, they're – this is the the Canes' toughest test of the playoffs, and and I really think if the Canes get past them, whoever they line up with out of the West, I think this series is going to be tougher. Um, this is this is going to be a tough out for the Canes, uh, and it's going to be a tough out for the Florida Panthers too. Like, uh, don't get I it twisted. Last both. night proved it. Don't yeah, you? but last night proved it. I think last night is a, a, a great preview to what we're going to see out of this out of this series. Um, Matthew Kachuk, nineteen forty seven of the fourth period, that or fourth overtime game, it was, uh, okay, so we've played a doubleheader at that point. We're a third through the third game. <laughs> yeah. A lot. A lot of hockey played last night. Matthew Kachuk buries it with 1947 left, um, or 1947 of the fourth overtime period, which is 13 seconds on the clock. You're 13 seconds away from from getting to the locker room and, and getting ready to play a fifth overtime. And uh, I don't know if you just you take a breath and, and you just kind of lose sight of what's going on. And he finds the back of the net. But credit to both goaltenders all, all night long uh, to keep their teams in the game, especially with, like, all the breakaways that, that happen and, and all the big scoring opportunities uh, for, for Freddie Anderson and um, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. How to, many to saves their, did uh... – did they both end up with it? it? Was close to sixty for both of them. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see if I can find the shot total here. Shots on goal. Florida had sixty. Uh, <laughs> Carolina had sixty-five. So Freddie Anderson saves sixty-two. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky saves fifty-eight. It's pretty incredible. Good Lord. But there have been games where like that's been Carolina's shot total at the end of regulation, yeah. and that was their well, shot total through. Well, they said you know we, you know we watched the between periods, especially in overtime too. 
And what they kept saying was as fast as the game was in regulation, and it was, yeah. it slowed to a crawl in uh, overtime, which I guess is how you play in overtime and mm-hmm. playoff hockey is you're not, you know, sprinting up and down the, you know, the ice the whole time. You're not uh, acquiring penalties or getting penalties. In fact, now, bear in mind, <clears throat> I slept through uh, the <laughs> second and third periods, but uh, or second and third uh, overtime periods. But I only remember one penalty each yeah. for uh, both teams in the four overtime. So I mean that's pretty that's pretty crazy right there. Yeah, it is. And and to your point, the game slows down because it's a it's a golden goal situation. It's it's easy to go fast in in over or in in regulation because once you score, you want to score again, right? And uh, you you have a little bit more time to. Well, I don't want to say you have a little bit more time, but it's easier to kind of breathe during during overtime, and and you go a little bit slower, maybe to set up better chances and better opportunities. Because once you score, the game is over, unless and this is a big unless they review it for goalie interference, which yeah. is what we saw last night. First overtime, uh, Florida actually scores, and and the game was over. And then they reviewed it, decided there was goalie interference, and we got another. You've got a cool. I tell you overtimes. what, before you get to that though, let's thank a couple of sponsors here because we got to do this here in our opening monologue. Also, want to thank uh, Pam Sheffield's listening. Say hello to Pam. Hey Pam, good morning. <laughs> She's, dude, and Greg Clemens is listening. I Greg? saw where yep, he was I, trying to listen. I, yeah, I got I got a message from, or I guess we got a tweet from him. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're there now, Greg. Yeah, we are. We're back on, Greg. Uh, but listen, let's thank a couple of our sponsors here as we begin today's show. And uh, number one is uh, Lenore Community College, title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. <laughs> LCC's mission. Man, Keith Spence is just sending me uh, text messages I can't read on the, on the air, okay? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Keith. Uh LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right or in Kinston. About said right here in Kinston, but uh, three and a half hours away in Kinston, at two thirty or four hours away in Kinston at two thirty one Highway fifty eight South. But it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at two five two five two seven sixty two twenty three. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu. Or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Oh, we're also supposed to say that Linda Whittington is listening. Oh, hey, Linda. How you doing? <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them. Also, thank you to uh, our good friends over at Spence Automotive. Let's give uh, Keith Spence some love. Tell everybody, you live in Garner, an hour and mm-hmm. 10 minutes away from Kinston, uh, but you come back to Kinston to get your car inspected, to get your tags and all that. Why do you do that? Uh, what's your name? Paul Whittington. My name's Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> Hi, you're Paul. Um, first of all, it's it's great and quick service, conveniently located, um, and I don't have to pay Raleigh prices. Raleigh prices are pretty high when when you drive a truck around. Now I haven't taken the new truck over there yet. Okay. Haven't taken the new truck over there yet. And and I probably I probably won't just yet because when you buy the truck, you they throw in a certain amount of a certain amount of free things yep. and and a few oil changes and tire rotations is part of that. Um but once that expires, Get ready, Keith Spence, because I'm going to be barreling down Highway 70 heading your way. <laughs> um, and now, a funny story. 
this is a little bit of a tangent, but the last time Go I took it. Go for it. I love tangents. Um, the last time I took it to the Toyota dealership, I guess the only time I've taken it so far, uh, they were not able to rotate the tires, Brian. Wait, what? So this ha- this truck has uh, aftermarket wheels on it. Okay. And they have the the wheel lock or the the, the lug nuts lock, lock on it. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a key to get them off. And when they sold me the truck, they did not, whoever owned it previously did not leave that wheel lock key. And for whatever reason, they didn't have one at the Toyota dealership. So they were like, oh, you have to go up to uh, like uh, this place on Glenwood. They'll sell you one for like 30 bucks. I just haven't, haven't made it down there yet. But uh, once I do, I'll finally be able to get the, excuse me, to get the tires rotated. That is hilarious. I, I, I've I've never heard. Why wouldn't the guy give you the, or I mean, the, I guess because you bought it from a dealership, right? Yeah, I bought it from a dealership. Um, but it was it was slightly used, and I guess whoever had it before, like the wheel lock key, just wasn't in the, uh, in the um, in the truck. And when they came to me, it was one of those situations. Like, it's they don't want people stealing my rims, and that's why they that's why they lock like that. Yeah. But I mean, I've never had aftermarket wheels on the car, so I've never known what a wheel lock key was and they came to me and it was they might as well have been asking like hey where's your blinker fluid at like <laughs> no you clue. know Keith Spence tried to sell me blinker fluid one time yeah how much yeah. did you pay for it oh uh, it was like sixteen ninety nine a gallon yep. or something like that and I mean dude I bought it like four or five times before I realized that I was being uh, that I was getting my chain yanked man. oh yeah yeah <laughs> no, I believe that yeah, I'm not the smartest man. Like what <laughs> nothing Forrest but, Gump says. Nothing but facts being spoken on the show this morning. <laughs> oh, there you go. But thank you again, like I said, to uh, Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car services, where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports riding legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. In fact, call him right now. He will answer the phone, 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, and tell him the Brian Hank Show and Paul Whittington sent you because I get, I bet you he would have figured out your problem, and he probably he probably even has a key. He's probably he's got a wheel lock key yeah. somewhere there. I'm sure that, he does. In that nice shop he's got over there. There you go. So let's jump back into it here. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, we were doing some talk there about, hold on, I, I've got to give people love here who message in. Shane Albee just messaged in. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he wants to, I've got to mention this. Yeah. Because we had uh, uh, Rob Watt on yesterday from University of Mount Olive Baseball. Mm-hmm. They won last night. They oh, won 5-4 nice. to four over Georgia Southwestern State University. And uh, they are now into the second round of the NCAA Southeast Regional. They will take on. The number one team in the nation, I believe, uh, North Greenville University. They're playing at the home field of that. That is at 730 tonight. And by the way, i got to tell you this too, Shane. You'll get a kick out of this. Uh, at uh, 1159 last night, I got a text from Rob Watt <laughs> thanking me for uh, – or he said he enjoyed being on the show yesterday. But, dude, at, cool. well, I'm sorry, at 1151 last night, I responded to him at 1159 last and night. He must but, have been up watching the game too. Also – a special thank you to Shane Aubey for being me last Friday and allowing me to be him last Thursday. There you go. The there switcheroo. you go. It was a, it was a lot of fun and Shane, man, Shane's just a good guy, man. It is yeah. awesome. Okay. Back to uh, the Carolina hurricanes again, a three to two over four overtime loss last night. 
how much weight do you put in this? Or, I mean, do we overreact or do we just no. accept that, you know what, heck, it was a heck of a game, and, and especially what has been shown in Stanley Cup playoffs, it doesn't matter where you win. I mean, no. maybe last year it was a bigger deal because Carolina couldn't win on the road last year, but they have proven in the first two rounds of this playoffs winning on the road is not as big an obstacle this year as it was last year. No, and, and I don't think you put any stock into, into losing game one. Uh, now, it is the first time the Canes have lost uh, game one. This will be the first time they go on the road not up to nothing, right? Um, at least in these in this playoffs. But uh, the reason it's not a big deal, Brian, is because of the way you lost the game. Like You played two and a half games last night, uh, and, and you're only down one nothing, right? And uh, you, you got a great performance out of your goaltender. Uh, your your forwards played played great. Defense was awesome. The penalty of the special teams was great. I think both both goals were scored on the power play. Um, you didn't allow any power play goals. Like, the recipe was there. Uh, you just have a shot in the fourth overtime that, that doesn't go your way. Um, now, I think if you get blown out in regulation, uh, maybe we're looking at that going, uh-oh. This, uh, this might not be our best series, but um, you, you played a great first game. You played a great game in front of your home crowd that stayed with you all friggin' night long. I'm interrupting you to accentuate your point there, dude. Now, bear my, now my boy over here was asleep. Yeah, yeah, I was done. I'm not, I'm not dissing you, dude. There was a lot of people, but I got to tell you, dude, I, uh, like I said, I woke up midway through the fourth period or fourth overtime and. I just was blown away, dude. Now, they didn't show the upper deck or anything, but, you know, all the shots around the rink, dude, it was 90 to 92% full. Yeah. Now, you got to tell on uh, – because, you know, you have season tickets. People yeah. that listen to the show know you're a season yeah. ticket holder for the Carolina Hurricanes. Obviously, you weren't at the game last night since right. you were up here in God's country. But uh, you tell, tell that story. Yeah, we had sold our tickets to some friends of ours, <laughs> and – uh, I, I don't know what time the, the goal was. It was sometime in the first overtime uh, that Florida actually scored, and as soon as they scored, uh, the, the folks in our seats uh, made a quick run toward, toward the parking lot and actually made it outside the arena. And right after they get outside the arena, they learn that the goal has been overturned for goalie interference, and oh. they're going to keep playing. And the arena staff wouldn't let them back in. So they went across the street and watched the remainder of the game from uh, the backyard bistro. No, they didn't. Yep. Did they stay there the whole time? I don't know if he. I don't know if he actually stayed there the whole time. The last text I got from him <laughs> was a uh, was a picture, and that that came through at twelve twelve oh, uh, no, la- last night, go. and that was let's see the the picture he sent there at uh, three minutes to go in the second overtime. So so I'm not sure if he actually stayed there or not, but it looks like. Uh, there was there was a decent crowd over backyard watching the game too. Can you imagine? Which is a, another thing. And and Graham Hill tweeted this out last night. Uh, it was uh, it's like, oh my god, what, why is why why is beer being sold right now? Another thing, like uh, they they shut the beer beer sales down at the end of the third, and then uh, the second overtime starts. Those those uh, garage doors yep. shoot right back up and all of a sudden That's the beer's so flowing awesome. again and and I don't know how long I'm sure it got shut down again maybe at the third overtime like all right all right it's past two in the morning <laughs> like time to time to reel this stuff back in well you can't sell beer after two o'clock in the morning in North Carolina uh, no can you, you can't no you can't so uh, maybe that was the the permanent shutdown they're like all right even though we're starting a third game technically we cannot open this back up wow uh, a listener here Linda Whittington do you know her Heard of her? Heard yeah, of the name? she said uh, she woke up during the third overtime, and like I said, man, I did it in the fourth overtime. I gave up. I mean, I was going to depend on you to do the show, or you know, do that portion of the show. 
And, uh, so I, yeah, dude, I, I went right to sleep. And, uh, so I missed the whole second overtime, the whole third overtime and half of the fourth overtime until I don't even know what woke me up. Something woke me up. And then I got to watch the last, uh, the last seven or eight minutes of the game, but I had already resolved. Like I said, I think I said this before, while we were that couple minutes, we were off the air that, uh, I had resolved Paul that if a fifth overtime, sir, cause it's going to be another 20 minutes before, yeah. you yeah. know, the fifth, I, I was going to doze back off, but it was, <laughs> it was. I got to tell you, kudos to the Carolina Hurricanes fans. I mean, and even now, it was a there was no doubt about that that goal. I mean, it was it, not like the the contested goal in yeah. the first overtime. I mean, yeah. this was definitely it was there was no doubt that it was a goal. But for all those fans, and I got to ask you, if Paul Whittington is back in Raleigh instead of being up here uh, for the no. NASCAR All Star race, was used no. to really the answer is no. Okay. Um, yeah, it would have been too much. <laughs> really? I'd have been falling asleep that in my chair probably. That's a, I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, dude, I think I know you well yeah. enough to know that. I don't know. You know. It could have gone either way. If I was at home watching it, no. If I was at the arena, maybe that's a little bit different. Well, no, that's what I was yeah, asking. Yeah, if, no, yeah. that's why, if you had used your tickets last yeah. night. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I That's feel tough. so bad. I do feel bad though for the fans that stayed there yeah. through. Four, they did. They stayed through four overtimes. Well, I guarantee you, Tom Dunn Dunn counting receipts this morning doesn't feel bad. Oh, I guarantee you, he doesn't <laughs> because I, I bet coffee sales. Yeah, you know, I don't know oh, where yeah. they sell coffee throughout the arena, but I'm sure there are different places. Mm-hmm. I bet a I bet coffee sales hit an all time oh, high last night. Better have, better have. I, I love this tweet. <laughs> this came from uh, Steve Coolius. Uh, he is a he's a hockey broadcaster. Yeah. Um, if there's if there's any broadcaster in the world that loves their job and the sport that they cover more than Steve Coolius, I'd like to meet him. Uh, this guy he breathes hockey twenty four seven. So much energy. Uh, he is the host of the Power Play on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio Channel ninety one. Uh, one channel up from Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel yeah. ninety, which we're going to hear um, a cut from here, yeah. here in a second. But but he tweeted last night at the end of regulation. <clears throat> How about triple overtime? Why not? What else do you have to do? Oh, my God. And I politely replied, Stephen, <laughs> some of us Canes fans have work obligations in the morning. And then once yeah. it reached triple overtime, I replied again and said, all right, you're done. You No more Twitter for you for a little while. Did he respond? I, I got a like on the uh, on the first tweet. No response to the second one. But um, I know that guy. He's got a uh, – well, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um I know that he's got like a hockey basement that when when the games start every day from at seven o'clock Eastern time until the end after midnight on the West Coast, um, he is he is watching every game, every play, and then uh, he's one of those guys that calls the league the next morning and says, "Why didn't you give this guy an assist? Or why did you allow that goal?" Like um, yeah. he's one of those guys. You see the the caller ID come up, and you're like, oh, "Here we go." But um, <laughs> but at any rate, uh, lo- love his energy, and he's he's a great. Great ambassador for the game of hockey, but uh, we're going to have to get him off Twitter for a little while. I like that. Okay, uh, we'll wrap up our uh, Canes talk with this. Uh, game two, Saturday at PNC Arena. You won't be at that one either. No, I'm, I'm here, for, here in North Wilkesboro. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but Dallas Stars, Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals. You made a point of this yesterday as we were driving up, and I thought it was very valid. The four remaining teams, not exactly uh, hockey stalwart towns, are they? No, we're uh, – Everybody's in the Sun Belt, yeah. Uh, so, so to speak, you've got Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, what is it, Orlando, Florida, or Miami, Florida? I don't know where the Florida Panthers play. Somewhere in Florida, I think Keep Sunrise, going, Sunrise, maybe. Um, and then you have Dallas, Texas, 
And then you have Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, none of which are traditional hockey markets, all of which are fairly warm climates. Um, and if you're a traditional hockey fan up in Canada uh, or an old traditional hockey fan, you're probably looking up at the heavens with your cane going, <laughs> why? And Look at you it. with your Sunrise, Florida. It's a town. They don't yeah. call it a city. It's a town just west of Fort Lauderdale and just north of Miami. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That's where uh, the Florida Panthers play. And it's just, again, four non-traditional cities there. Uh, any any last thoughts on uh, the Canes before we switch over to NASCAR? No, just uh, got to rebound and, and be better in game two. Um, got to find the back of the net, even strength. Uh, if, you, if you're not able to do that in this series, you're, you're not going to advance to the finals. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Vegas-Dallas series. Dallas is a very good hockey team. They were in the cup finals a couple of years ago. Uh, Vegas has has made it to the conference finals four out of the six years of their existence. Um, they're, they're, they're having a great year. I, I got Dallas in that series, and, and I'm still going to take the Canes in six. Oh, here's, here's the bad part, Brian. If, and you're probably going to want to go down this rabbit hole, and that's fine. <laughs> if the Canes win game two or game three, doesn't matter. We're automatically now guaranteed a game five, mm-hmm. which means once the Canes win, I'm being charged for another game. I feel bad for you, man. I'm going to try to help you. Uh, as a season ticket holder, you need to take 30 seconds. I, I don't mind going down this rabbit yeah. hole. As a season ticket holder, as you are, what happens is you automatically, it's not like you choose to opt out. No. Once you decide you're going to stay in for a series. Yeah. I, I, you explain. You well, explain yeah, much it's, better um, than me. I mean, technically, I guess I could opt out. Once you opt out, you can't opt back in. Um, that that's the thing, and it's this pay that as you play model. Terrible. It's this pay as you play model. So once you're guaranteed a game, or sometimes two games, the the start of the series you're guaranteed two games, and then every game after that that you're guaranteed. Uh, once once the game becomes guaranteed, so but. Between the final horn blowing of the game that now guarantees another game, whether that's game five or game one and two in the next series, between the 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 end of that that game and eight o'clock the next morning, my card's getting charged. We call those money games. <laughs> yes. Because and there's some games like a game seven, uh, or or a game six is is a money game. Yeah. Because if you lose game six or you, or maybe you win game six, depending on where the series is at. You're, the series is either over or it's going to Game 7. So Game 6, we call that a money game because my card is getting charged regardless of the outcome of that game. Now, if you lose the series and, and you're done, like it be- becomes not a money game anymore. But if they do charge you for one, you get refunded, right? Well, they won't yeah. charge. So the oh, way they only charge yeah, if the game is yeah, going to be played. Yeah. Okay, see, now, see, if see. you at the beginning of the playoffs, you could actually pay for all sixteen games, which would be the max. Um, About how much would that cost? That's more than a season, regular season ticket, isn't it? Not quite. So we pay, we pay, and I don't mind saying this because you can look it up on the internet yeah. and figure it out. Uh, we pay forty six hundred dollars for an entire season, okay, and that's parking pass included. Um, if the Canes were to play the maximum number of games and have home ice advantage for all four rounds, they would play 16 games. Uh-huh. Uh, the cost of 16 games for the same seat. Now, remember, uh, a full-season ticket is 41 home games. Yeah. A, uh, the cost for 16 games, same two seats, and the parking pass would be $4,100. $500 less than the 41 games cost. Well, I know you were telling me about how much it would be if they make it to the Stanley Cup final and – 
Uh, they're going to have home field, home field. They're yep. going to have home ice. So, yep. I mean, they're guaranteed at least two home games. And it's yep. just, it was ridiculous. But uh, you're a good fan, Paul Whittington. I'm a hurting fan. <laughs> there you go. Well, again, if you're just joining us, Carolina Hurricanes lost last night in four overtimes, three to two to the Florida Panthers. That's game one. Game two is Saturday at PNC Arena. Okay, let's uh, tell you what, before we get to NASCAR, let's get the, the stuff in the middle here. Uh, hey, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I know he's a mutual friend of ours. We might even see him uh, Sunday at the All-Star Race. Clay Harrell, uh, back at Rendell Parent Academy as a head basketball coach. He had been gone for one season or two seasons. I can't remember. I think it was two. But, yeah, I think it was two. But he was missed, uh, He but he is back. He Now, we were, he was going to be on today's show. We were going to try to have him on with you and I, mm-hmm. but uh, he ended up having to cover. He's still in Wilson County. He had yeah. to cover for uh, somebody in a class this morning. He will be on Monday's show. Nice. So, uh, but I just wanted yeah. your thought. I mean, I know a guy you like a lot in Clay Harrell. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have him back. I think he's great for Parrot Academy. I think Parrot Academy is great for him. Uh, it's it to me is the right fit. Um, he 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 had done some good things with that team when he had them, and uh, it's it's always great to have him on the sidelines during football season as well. When when we're covering those games with uh, with our dear friend Jimmy Smith, um, I, I just like having him down there and and like being around him. He's a great guy, and uh, and I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, I don't know if he calls it home, but I'm going to call it home. I'm glad Clay's coming home. I am too. And uh, so uh, congratulations, Coach Harrell. Like I said, he will be on Monday's show with us too, along with Mark Panicelli in the first hour. Okay, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, they continued their six-game set with the Fayetteville Woodpeckers yesterday with a 5 to nothing thirsty Thursday loss at Historic Granger Stadium. Game four is at 7 o'clock today. The Woodies are 19-15 and 15 overall. They're now a game and a half out of first place in the Carolina League North. Behind the hated Carolina Mudcats, Fireworks Friday is tonight. A sweet red, white, and blue hat giveaway is on Saturday tomorrow. I hope uh, Linda grabs mine. Linda, you need to grab my hat for me tomorrow. And uh, Dogs and Dogs Day at the ballpark is on Sunday. How about ECU? And I know that game was going on as we were driving up here last night, Paul. Uh, they end up winning. Uh, they were at South Florida last night. However, they were down 3 to nothing. I think, through the third inning. But they did. Uh, scored the final eight runs of the game. They are uh, they won the game eight to three. They're now thirty nine and fifteen overall. They're sixteen and six, and with Houston losing last night, uh, they are now in first place in the AAC regular season. Game two of that three game series is today, and uh, as uh, we've said, and uh, Keith Spence sent me in something yesterday too. They they are in must win if they want to host a regional. They pretty much have to win out. Uh, and I know that sounds strange being 39 and 15. You would be like, oh, my God, that's, you know, it's hard to get better than that. Well, their RPI is pretty low. It's in the 20s. Uh, they've got to win these last two games at South Florida. They pretty much need to sweep their way through the AAC tournament in Florida uh, next weekend. And I think if they do all that, I think they can uh, host a regional. Your thoughts? Yeah. Your no, thoughts? Um, I, I think they, they certainly have the potential to win out. Uh, it seems like there is a – Different version of the Pirates that show up on the weekend versus the version that shows up during the week. Yeah. But uh, if you can figure out how to play during the week just as well as you play on the weekend, I, th- I think you certainly got a chance at winning out and, and being able to host uh, the the regional or super regional, whatever it is, yeah. uh, in Greenville. Well, the first round, well, the first time would be the regional, and I just I yeah. would love to see. I get those, always get those mixed up back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Denver Nuggets last night in Game Two of the Western Conference Finals in the NBA, uh, a one hundred eight to one hundred three victory over the Lakers. They now lead two games to none, and uh, I'm telling you, uh, I had 
before the series started, I had the Nuggets winning in five. I still stick by that. I think uh, yeah, all they've done is hold serve at home, and we know L.A. is tough at, at home themselves, but uh, I just I still stand by. I think uh, the Nuggets are just going to be a little bit too much for the Lakers. you have any thoughts on – Is NBA that the finals? Play? No, it's Western Conference finals. Oh, okay. Yeah. I totally knew that the Lakers and the Nuggets were playing in the Western Conference finals. Yeah. I, I knew that. Um <laughs> Somehow, I don't believe you. Hey, game two of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals is tonight between the Heat and the Celtics. It'll be in Boston at 830. That is going to be on TNT. Boston are uh, nine-point favorites going in that game. But, that, like I said, the Heat lead that series uh, one game to nothing. And uh, it should be uh, that's going to be a heck of a series, too. It's going to be a heck of a series. Uh, you know, we've talked about it all week uh, or the last couple of days at least. Well, we have pretty much all week. <clears throat> but a uh, mutual friend of ours, uh, Junius Smith III, uh, has been going through some health issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, some serious health issues. And I've been communicating with his mom. He is in the hospital. He's been in the hospital uh, all week. Uh, he's going to be in the hospital for the foreseeable future. I really don't want to go into super details until we know everything that's going on. But uh, I know that a lot of people, uh, I've been getting messages from people wondering how he is, and I'm probably going to put something out on Facebook here, or not on Facebook, but on Twitter and on social media, I guess Facebook too, uh, probably later on this morning after I hear from his mom. He had yeah. uh, he had an MRI yesterday to to determine what exactly is going on, but I can I can tell you this: it's uh, it's not the greatest news, Paul. You and I talked about yeah. it <clears throat> in depth coming up here, and we both have uh, a lot of affection for that young man mm-hmm. who works his ass off and has done more for prep sports, in my opinion, in uh, Kinston, Lenore County. Listen, people want to say, you know, that I did a good job, and I, th- I guess I did. Dude, I didn't face any of the stuff that he's faced. I mean, you know, I had a I had a team under me. I mean, I had mm-hmm. Keith Spence working for me. I had David Hall working for me. I had photographers and a and a staff. What Junius does and has done for the past few years, he's a one man operation. Yeah, and works his tail off and gives it has given his heart, has given his soul to uh, this area in prep sports and. Uh, like I said, it's uh, he's not in a good situation right now. Let's just say that. We'll leave it at that right now. When we get more details, we'll get him out there to everybody. Uh, I, I've professed several times. I'm not exactly the, the super praying kind here, uh, Paul. I have prayed more in the last few days uh, for that man, and I know Linda has too, and I know you have too, and we just uh, – uh, if you're the praying kind and you've got a direct connection up there to the big man's ear, uh, use it because uh, our good friend uh, Junius Smith III uh, needs it. Uh, and really, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, and I don't, I, I pride myself, and I always have when I was with a newspaper. Now, my entire time, I don't like putting information out there that's not, well, I wouldn't say substantiated, but I have been talking to his mom mm-hmm. the entire, pro- or since uh, Monday at least, and. It's not the greatest situation in the world. Uh, nope. He is, uh, and, and we'll just leave it at that. When when uh, when it, she said I could say whatever I want to, but I, I still think we need to wait until we know all the details before we yeah. put stuff out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Just uh, pray for him, and uh, and I know his family appreciates it. They truly, they truly, truly do. Okay, uh, let's talk a little NASCAR. I can't believe we're 47 minutes in, <laughs> and we're just now getting to NASCAR. But our whole next hour, yeah. or at least the first half of the next hour, is going to be uh, all NASCAR with Alex Hayden from Motor Racing Network and you. 
Uh, I love this because you are my NASCAR expert. This is one of those times when, uh, you know, we're here in our plush, well-lit uh, hotel room. I may just uh, snuggle up over there with my pillow and let just you and Alex take care of the hour, <laughs> next hour. What do you think? Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but a big weekend here in, uh, in North Wilkesboro as uh, NASCAR returns. I can tell you, this is where I can tell you, you are my NASCAR expert. You're the one that has uh, brought me back from, uh, from hating the sport. And the reason that I got away from it was because of North Wilkesboro in mm-hmm. 1996 when – uh, Speedway Motor, what, Essent, what's it called? Speedway Motorsports. Yeah, Speedway Motorsports took the races out of North Wilkesboro. We had two races a year. One goes to Texas, one goes to uh, to New Hampshire, and we go from being one of the most important tracks in NASCAR to being a non-entity, and just all the lies that were told to Paul. I mean, I like I said, I lived through this and then mm-hmm. ended up covering NASCAR for the Gaston Gazette until I moved here in 2002. And I can tell you, dude, I mean, nothing broke my heart more. And I put this on social media. I put this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I went to the track in 2012. Uh, I was on vacation and I just drove up to the North Wilkesboro Speedway just to see if I could even look inside the track for the guy who was the, uh, the gatekeeper or whatever, mm-hmm. let me in. Dude, I spent two hours just walking around the track <laughs> I took video, I took 150 pictures probably, and just, and, and the emotions came, I I walked up on top of, uh, you know, how they do, uh, uh, victory lane. I don't know if they're going to continue doing it, but they uh, they did. They, uh, they hoisted a car up the other night. Well, no other track does that. I mean, I've always thought that was very neat that, you know, I walked up on top of, uh, of, uh, of victory lane and it was awesome. I, dude, the buildings were open. I walked inside the buildings, uh, inside the track medical center. And I know I heard a driver talking about this, and it's true. The stretchers were still in the track medical <laughs> center. Crazy. I mean, it was like it was like a time capsule. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you see the Winston Cup stuff all over the place. You, I mean, it, it was just crazy. It this, was crazy. You mentioned that. This is probably my what I'm most excited to see. I don't want to call it my favorite part because I haven't seen the racetrack yet. But uh, when you walk up, there is a there's a wall that is just painted NASCAR Winston Cup with that big yeah. logo that covers the entire wall, and they left that up. Yeah. And they had to get special permission to do it because of laws that prevent advertising for cigarette companies, yeah. uh, and they had to get special permission to be able to not touch that. I don't think they were allowed to like touch it up, repaint it, and, and all that stuff. But which makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean it's faded. It's it's you know more pink than it is red now, but um, that, that Winston Cup logo, uh, the way that it looked in 1996, is still on that wall, and, and they're not going to change it. They're not going to paint over it, and, and I love that. Yeah, it's it's going to be, um, I, I guess I liken it a little bit to walking into, like, Fenway Park. It, it's going to be like walking into a a sports time machine. Well, I can't wait, dude. I mean, I, and I've not been back to the track since 2012 when I was there, and spent a couple hours inside the track just uh shooting video and taking pictures and stuff i i can't wait i can't wait to see just what they've done with it i you know i can't wait to sit in the seats and and watch watch stock cars roll around there in the trucks i guess over the next couple of days it's just gonna be so much fun but uh again 
Don't forget, next hour, in fact, in less than uh, 10 minutes from right now, Alex Hayden's going to be joining us. Let's talk a little bit about the ins and outs of uh, NASCAR. This is yep. NASCAR All-Star Weekend, mm-hmm. Paul. And uh, for folks who may not be as familiar with it, and uh, people including me, how do you? How are you able to get in and, uh, and race in this All-Star Weekend? Yeah, so uh, if you were a past champion of the sport, if you were a winner of a race in – last year or this year, then you were locked in to the All-Star Race. So uh, basically a, a 2022 or 2023 NASCAR Cup Series points race winner, uh, a post-winner or a post-All-Star Race winner. Uh, so anybody that's won the All-Star Race prior and you have to be or a, have to be a NASCAR Cup Series champion. Now, those are the people that are already locked in, right? So does that include, like, Jimmy Johnson or Dell Earnhardt Jr.? No, they cannot get in a race car and, and run this race. Even uh, though Jimmy Johnson's a former champion? Even though he's a former champion, because you have to be a full-time driver okay. for that to count. If he was a full-time driver, he could run in the event. Now, is he? No. But could he run in the Open and race his way in? Absolutely. Uh, so the All-Star Open, uh, they're going to take the top two finishers, uh, from from the All Star Open, which we're going to run on Sunday, and they're going to transfer them to to the All Star Race, and then they're going to uh, do a fan vote, and whoever wins the fan vote will be automatically transferred into the All Star Race. Uh, at the at the end of that fan vote, if you haven't made it Is in, that anybody could Jimmy Johnson get in with that, or do you have to be? He, a he would have to be in the Open. Um, it, okay. any, it's any driver that's really in in the Open or whatever, okay. but um. Uh, at the at the end of the fan vote, if you're uh, if you're not into the All Star race, come join us in the stands uh, where where the beer will be flowing and the Bud Light will be uh, flowing and yes. the hot dogs and hamburgers will be uh, lukewarm. <laughs> there you go, Bud Light and lukewarm hot dogs. And the the thing is, the win. Okay, to explain this to me. I keep saying million yeah. dollars, million dollars. So the yeah. winner wins one million dollars. Does second place get anything, or is it just everything goes? To there first are place? no points for second place. There's uh, no cash for second place. No, there's no cash for second place. All-star wow. winner receives $1 million. That. $1 million. And then, actually, uh, on, wow. what is it, today? Yeah, today we're going to do the pit crew challenge. And the winning pit crew, I think, they either win, like, $100,000 or $500,000, one of those two numbers that they get to split amongst themselves. Uh, yeah. So, um, which would be would be big for those guys. Um but uh, I'm excited to watch the pit crew challenge today. So we got a uh, practice and qualifying uh, practice and practice for both the Cup Series and the Truck Series. Uh, qualifying for the Truck Series tonight, then the pit crew challenge tomorrow. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race. I think it's the Tyson 250 is what they're calling it. Uh, and then All Star race heat number one, and then All Star race heat number two. And the heat race is set. The All Star. Uh, race inside row and outside row. So uh, heat number one will set the inside row. Heat number two will set the outside row. And uh, and then on Sunday at 5, I think at 5 o'clock, 5.30, we'll run the All-Star Open, 100 laps, a competition break around lap 40. Top two finishers, again, transfer to the All-Star Race, and then we'll do a, a fan vote. That person will transfer to the All-Star Race. Uh, and then we will run the actual All-Star Race, 200 laps. Uh, it starts uh, just after 8 o'clock. Wait, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. 8 a.m. or 8 p.m.? No, 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 8 p.m. <laughs> it's going to be a long night at North Wilkesboro. All laps count, uh, so it's not like we're going to stop counting laps when we when we get a caution flag. Yeah. Um, 
Overtime rules will be in effect. Competition break will be around lap 100. After the competition break, only one additional set of sticker tires may be used. You get a total of four. So the the set that you have on the car and then three in the pit box. Wow. So a lot of rules we got to follow, but uh, it'd be a great I race. just want to go back to the time start. Yeah, so, it's going to be late. <laughs> so, 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Yeah. You know we're doing a show Monday morning, right? Well, you're doing a show Monday morning. <laughs> so, here, here's here's the situation. Uh, so, the race is going to start just 11 hours before we start Monday morning show. That's correct. You're good at math. Friday <laughs> Friday and Saturday, the beer is flowing. Uh, yeah. Sunday, the monster energy is flowing. There you go. There you go. Well, Coffee uh, and, and all that fun stuff. Well, give me some uh, favorites. Some, uh, I mean, or is there such a thing? Uh, no. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. None of these drivers have ever raced at North Wilkesboro in a, in a NASCAR stock car. No, I mean, some of them have haven't. done that car series, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there there have been a couple, and there's been a lot of drivers that raced in the car series. I think we're going to see a lot of Cup Series drivers in the, in the, in the truck race. Um, Kevin Harvick might have raced here before, maybe in like an Xfinity series. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't believe the truck series has ever been here. But let's see. Okay, the Xfinity series only been here four times. Yeah, but times. if he did, it was he, he twenty-seven hasn't. years yeah. ago. He, he hasn't. Uh, well, I mean, the racing surface is the, is the exact same. Yeah, uh, it hasn't changed. They didn't repave it. The Xfinity series has only been here four times. Ni- twice in nineteen eighty-three, once in nineteen eighty-four, oh. and once in eighty-five. Uh, this will only be the third race for the Craftsman Truck Series. They were here in ninety-five. Uh, Mike Bliss won that event, and then Mark Martin won the final. Uh, Craftsman Truck Series event in 1996. A lot's happened since 1996. We've been the um, the the uh, Camping World Truck Series, the the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series. Um, <laughs> there was one other sponsor. Well, it's almost like Winston Cup. Winston no. <laughs> Cup became Nextel. Yeah. Cup. Do you remember Nextel? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. And Sprint. And Sprint, and then Monster Energy. And then Monster Energy. So and now they're the Cup Series. But here we are 30 years later, and we're right back to being the Craftsman Truck Series. So for the trucks in North Wilkesbury, it hadn't really missed much. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it just it's so much fun. Again, you can't really establish favorites because no, no one's raced up here. You've never you know? been here. Maybe that's the maybe that's the question we'll, we'll ask Alex. How do, you, how do you pick a favorite this weekend? Yeah. Because... Uh, a lot of these drivers weren't even born the last time we we ran at this racetrack. Well, it's incredible. It's it's awesome, dude. I'm so excited about that. Well, if you were trying to, I guess you know I hadn't gone to Vegas like Vegas odds or anything like that. But I wonder who they've got uh, as as favorites this weekend over at uh, at North Wilkesboro. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'd have to look that up um, because to me it's it's hard to even pick a driver, especially when you don't know exactly who all is going to be. In the all-star race. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, well, I mean, you're guaranteed, like you said, of a certain amount of people, you know, the winners from last year. I'm going to go ahead and establish that Joey Logano is a favorite for, uh, for, for the race this weekend. Of course you you are. Of course you are. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see for sure. Okay. Well, this, uh, wraps up the first hour of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as we are. As we are in uh, Galax, Virginia right now here on the Brian Hanks Show on 960 The Bull and 960TheBull.com. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to have from Motor Racing Network, uh, the great Alex Hayden is going to be joining us. We're very, very, very excited about that uh, as we're going to be talking about the NASCAR uh, All-Star Race, an All-Star Race weekend that has taken place 
at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uh, again, I, I've said it several times. I've said it many times. This is my hometown. This is my home track. This is my home county. Cannot even begin to tell you how excited I am about everything that is going on there. So uh, this ends the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up in our next hour, myself, Paul Whittington, Alex Hayden, on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.